drug to uh, to to be able to connect with musicians that well and to uh, connect to the, the song and there there's some sort of truth there uh, I feel like I'm not even ju judging myself I'm not judging the musician it's, it's just happening hi everybody Welcome to Between the Jigs, an occasional podcast that comes to you from the Reject Festival in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, Canada. I want to acknowledge that our broadcast location is in Mi'kma'ki, the ancestral and unceded territory of the Mi'kmaq. I'm Christine donnelly Moan, and today, my colleague and friend Elizabeth MacDonald and I are presenting a conversation we had with Olivier Arsenault. Olivier is an incredible artist who wears many hats, so he doesn't just fit into one box. People know him as a videographer, a web designer, a martial artist, a father, a son, a partner, but Elizabeth and I were most interested in talking with Olivier, the dancer. We've recorded our conversation in the weeks leading up to Rejigged Festival 2021. It was good timing for us because on October 23rd of 2021, Olivier is going to present his multimedia piece Redevenir for Rejig's gala concert. He'll almost certainly dance a few steps too when his friends in the trio Gentilcrum take the stage in the second half of the show. I'll mention too that Gentilcrum was kind enough to supply the incidental music for this episode. If you're listening to this episode after our 2021 festival, no worries. You can revisit all of our concerts online. Just visit our website, rejigfestival.com, for more information. Thanks. Thanks so much, Olivier. This, it's so wonderful to have you uh, here in Halifax. We, uh, we're just so delighted. We waited so long to bring you back. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'd like to start by asking, because you, ha you have such a fascinating background and, and a mixture of influences, uh, uh, how would you describe yourself? That's a good, uh, really good question. Um, I, uh, I come from the north shore of Quebec, which is, uh, if, you, you, if you take Montreal as a, a center point of, uh, of Quebec, so you go uh, 10 hours and a bit more, even like 12 hours on the north shore of, um, of uh, St. Lawrence River. And then you end up in a small city called Sétil. So I, um, I grew up there. I, was, uh, I, I landed there when I was two. When my parents went there for work. And uh, yeah, I grew up there until the end of my high school. And uh, there, that's where I, I picked up uh, dancing. It was a little uh, group there that is still there, and it's called Tamts de Lam. So it's a, it's a folk ensemble, uh, folk from Quebec, of course, but also a lot of international dancing. And um, that's what really brought me to, to dance, is to, to see uh, uh, those guys doing... Um, Ukrainian or Russian or Hungarian dancing. It was so lively. It was uh, acrobatic. So it really got me into that, uh, that, that whole dancing. And, um, and we had also to do step dancing, to do uh, jig out there. And I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. I had really small, like, my shoes were too small. 
So it was painful just to be in those shoes. Uh, yet to be really good. Uh, I used to like be be good at just smiling, and <laughs> I could I could uh, swing my way uh, around the, the whole dancing thing. I just had to smile and and enjoy there uh, the dancing. But um, yeah, to step dancing was was tough because you had to be musician as well. So you had to be really really tight, and it was a lot of little steps there. So um, yeah, I uh, I stick to it because I I had to. And it was just later, uh, so like I say, six or seven years into the the dancing, that I uh, I saw the the power of that uh, of that dance. I saw the the I had fun becoming a musician with the with the music, and uh, really clicked there. But um, <clears throat> to keep answering your question, so uh, dance was always part of my life like that. Just. Uh, um, just on the side, I was always uh, going back to school and um, and having great grades there. Uh, I ended up um, starting architecture school, so I went to Quebec City to study architecture there. I, I made the, the whole bachelor, and um, I I was um, I was ready to, to hit the, the big school and everything, but um, I. I wanted to to take a, just a break and to see what architecture was really all about. So I ended up working in uh, in Sicil in an architecture uh, shop, and it was a lot of uh, just um, communication between uh, engineers and architects and clients yeah. and uh, so creative creativity just went out of the door because the the, the it was there was no place for that mm-hmm. uh, that much. Compared to all the studies that I've did uh, in Quebec City, it was all uh, towards concept, developing a concept, and 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 uh, yeah, putting some some uh, all your thoughts into into creating something that is uh, that is uh, unique and um, and great. So anyway, I, uh, I I worked a bit there, and I was always. Uh, um, checking my my hours to make sure that I, I could swing by to uh, to a dance show or to a dance project of some sort or to some some traveling. So after a while, I just decided, okay, I'm gonna leave architecture for a year. I, I want to try to just uh, leap of faith into dance, just just for a year or something. And uh, if if anything goes bad, I can come back to my parents. I can come back to architecture. So uh, it's been. Pretty much 20 years since I uh, I said that I I, I made that uh, leap of faith, a bit less than 20 years, uh, I'd say 16 years, and uh, yeah, never uh, never had to to come back to architecture itself. Um, I uh, I went to Montreal, just started dancing here and there, and since I I did a lot of folk dancing, um, not just Quebec but uh, but everything. I felt like I had a really good background in in dancing itself, so I could. I've already learned the the, the Russian dance language and uh, the Ukrainian, the Hungarian, the Israeli. So my body was already um, accustomed to dancing differently. So uh, after that, jumping into um, into different projects, I, I felt like I was really well um, prepared.
I was always nimble. Uh, I think from the beginning, I, I could uh, I could jump everywhere and then climb trees, and so it was something that uh, yeah. uh, my buddy was uh, was able to, and uh, I was really into that. So, um, uh, and I also did a bit of um, capoeira training, so Brazilian martial art. So that's when I was in Quebec City. Um, and it, it really changed the way I, I, uh, I move. This, uh, this, is, this was a massive um, uh, eye-opener for, for my body, uh, just uh, because there's so much acrobatic that you can do in a gym on a soft floor, but capoeira is always about like just um, having the, the floor you have. And so using everything you have to either jump out, but also to, to land carefully uh, as you uh, yeah, as you come down. Well, I, I love uh, your description of, uh, of being drawn to, to uh, gig, to percussive dance, because, because you were, makes you a musician. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I, and I think, unlike other styles of dance, that is, there is such a tight connection of the, of the percussive dancer to the music. We are, we are, we are, we are a musician. Totally. Correct. And and I would say also that um, uh, I've I, I feel like I've um, walked another step when um, I left the uh, the ensemble part of uh, of Quebec step dancing because I've learned a lot of choreographies uh, that go well on music. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, as I as I arrived in Montreal, uh, there I was open to um, to improv sessions or just the jams. And it was a massive step to take, just to uh, jump into uh, into the the circle and, and try try on just step dancing because oh well I've step danced for for years so I, I should be good to just jump in there. No. <laughs> Tell us about that transition because that's all that transition from the structured oh, first yeah. step, second step, third step, fourth step to. You're on. Yeah, you're on, and you you have no time to um, to think back about what you're doing. You don't have like you 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 skip a beat somewhere. The the music is crooked, so oops, uh, your, your plan goes really south quickly. So yeah, the, the first evening I was introduced to that was in Vis Versa, a, a legendary um, pub in in um, in Montreal, and. Um, so I just went and tried dancing. Uh, I, a, a lot of uh, step dancers were there, and it was very bad. <laughs> it was extremely bad. Um, but I, yeah, I, I tried it, and um, I, I quickly understood that I, I shouldn't. Tr- well, that's that's really on my side. But uh, I don't. I, I never tried to plan what I'm gonna do. Um, so. That was a major understanding on, on my side that you, you get there and you um, you have to listen to the music and to uh, to let your body sing the the, the music. So uh, I when once this happened, uh, it was great. It, it's it's a it's a drug to uh, yes. to to be able to connect with musicians that well and to connect to the the song and there there's some sort of truth there. Uh, I feel like I'm not even ju- judging myself. I'm not judging the musician. It's, it's just happening. It's it's a uh, it's the, the perfect moment of um, of unicity or not not unicity, in but unison. like in unison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a uh, it's a great moment. I uh, I wish everybody could 
feel that in their life. Yes, yes. I call it going through the veil <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you leave the steps behind and move through this veil where you and the musician yeah. are, are, are so tightly connected. Totally. And you're not worried about your footwork anymore. You're not worried about who's looking at you and what they may be thinking. Uh, it's, it's you and the musician and the music and the magic that you're, you're weaving together. Totally, yeah. Yeah, I've, uh, I've danced a lot also in another place called the L'Escalier um, in Montreal always. And um, uh, it's great because the sound there is awful. <laughs> the, so people really have to, to play tightly together. It's still... It looks a bit like a, like a stage, but the, 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 the sound doesn't travel that well. So once you get into the circle, you're, you're really in a bubble with uh, whoever's close to you. And, uh, but somehow, the, um, even if the, the sound doesn't go well uh, across the room, the energy does. And it's so great. I've, uh, I've learned to, to see the step dancing as... Um, the extra spice that brings the whole pot into what the, the, the perfect um, combination of, uh, of taste, uh, if, you, um, if you accept my comparison. But uh, like uh, the energy is there, the, uh, the, uh, the groove is there, and just like adding the, the step dance over the, the whole thing, it really brings the energy to, uh, to, um, to the, the boiling point. And, uh, yeah, those, uh, those were epic nights at the Escalier. What would you say to, to a percussive dancer who's contemplating making, uh, making the move, the leap into, into improv? Yeah, just, just leap in there and you'll be bad. And, uh, and uh, eventually you, uh, you, you enjoy being bad and you, you just enjoy the, like going and, uh, and, and meeting the, the music face to face. And one day you'll end up being, well, really, uh, really comfortable in there. And uh, yeah, don't, don't judge yourself. Just jump in it and, uh, and try to, to forget your steps. So there's, uh, there's you, you have a fascinating and compelling uh, uh, dance scene in Montreal. We're also jealous that we don't live in Montreal. <laughs> um, and it's uh, the Gilles Contemporain, the yeah. contemporary jig uh, community. Tell us about it. It is it is magnificent. Yeah, well, um, it bloomed uh, like 20 or so years ago. Um, a lot of uh, companies started using that. As um, I feel like uh, step dancing had um, had a tacky uh, period in in Quebec, or it was com uh, considered as, as tacky for for a while after like for political reasons and, and such. But um, uh, I guess during the the eighties nineties uh, there was an era of of um, a, a new generation taking over Quebec step dancing and. Um, we kind of lost a bit of a generation. There, there's a disconnection between uh, like real steppers, real uh, real gigueurs um, that did that forever and in was uh, in their family, and then we had uh, ensembles that that took some steps and all of a sudden made choreographies, and so uh, it was an issue of bringing that on the stage. 
because uh, it's so um, it's such a a folk uh, dance. So it's something that uh, that happens in in well that used to happen in parties and in in jams and but bringing that on the on the stage was tough because uh, let's say your square dance you have to open one side just to let the, the public inside so that's already uh, taking some liberties on on the the, the real thing uh, so some a lot of people just started pushing the boundary of okay this is our mater material but what can it become as well so uh, if you if you take that and you blend it uh, at the beginning it was a lot of blending with other folk dances and just saying, oh, well, uh, what if um, you try to, to do step dancing on Turkish music? Okay, like it, it's, it, it shouldn't happen, but uh, it, it, it created something, something great. And um, uh, some people also um, try to, um, to use it with uh, poems. Uh, so what, uh, what happens if you bring those two materials together? And uh, yeah, the, the whole thing evolved, and there's so many um, uh, creators that uh, were uh, that were uh, open to uh, to trying some stuff. And uh, yeah, the Bijiko um, movement, Bijiko movement is uh, Bijiko stands for Biennale de Gigue Contemporaine. Back in the days, it started as a, a Biennale, but um, straight from the start, uh, this movement tried to open to uh, to many voices, to many creators. Uh, so a lot of people were uh, asked to create. And uh, it was a, a major um, a major era of, uh, of uh, answering. Everybody had to answer their own question about what tradition was and how important was the, the tra uh, tradition uh, in their piece and how far could they could they challenge the tradition? And um, the, the whole movement matured a lot over the years. Um, a lot of questions, it, it was always the, the running gag of, is there enough step dance in there to be accepted as a, a step dance piece or a gig contemporain piece? And uh, yeah, over, over a lot of creations, the, the, the whole movement got, uh, some sort of uh, maturity and uh, now we uh, it's great to see what all those uh, those projects that have bloomed from that uh, that movement and it's still growing strong even through the pandemic um, I had the chance to uh, to work with a lot of different um, creators and and, and uh, dancers just doing some small capsules um, just meeting to uh, uh, having two people meet in in a weird spot in Montreal in our uh, around and just having them explore what the the, the city and the, the surrounding and the, the meeting of that other person would uh, would uh, create and so I, I would uh, just do some small capsules all over uh, during the the pandemic and it was great. As step dancing is uh, uh, as evolving in Quebec, is how much of a pushback is there from the traditionalists? Uh, that's funny because um, there's 
of course, like whatever you're going to do, uh, some people are going to say, mm, you did it wrong or you, uh, it's not the correct way to do it. But since there's been so much of a, of a clash or a, um, uh, between the, the traditional uh, step dancers that, uh, and the, the, the new one, the new one that did uh, ensembles and, and stuff, uh, there's a really a, a disconnection. So the, the old guys, uh, they, they're not really in contact with the, the, the new ones. Uh, sometimes some some really nice mix happen and uh, you can really get in touch with uh, an old an oldie, a real traditional. But um, since we were uh, most of us brought in from dance companies, uh, already like as soon as you choreograph something, you're taking liberties. You're 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 changing it, and um, uh, I feel like uh, Quebec step dancing has never been. Um, written down like everybody was already doing it his way and uh, and since quebec is so huge there's uh, there's so many little uh, towns of uh, uh, and and so so many little style pockets here and there so there's not a, a really uh, uniform way of dancing and um also in in ireland about the dancing uh, the, the the real irish way the, the with the high heels and everything clack, clack, clack. um <laughs> I know that this comes from contests a lot, uh, and they they had to um, to set some uh, some rules for the contest to to judge people. So that's one way to really get everybody to do the same thing. But we never had that much in Quebec. There's been some in the Ottawa Valley a lot, but um, in Quebec there were some uh, some uh, some contests here and there, but it it wasn't as big. So uh, so people. Uh, kept their, their their original styles here and there. Um, it's funny because there's a step that is really um, all across Quebec and uh, across the, the maritime and everything. Uh, that's the story from from Pierre Chartrand, uh, an, an old step dancer. He he was um, I think he uh, he gathered that step from uh, from an old uh, step dancer in uh, close to Lac Saint Jean and. Uh, they made in the Sortilage, which was a big company back in the days. Uh, they made a choreography, and they were dancing with brooms. And uh, uh, I think Pierre left to uh, go to the to Europe uh, to to study, and then he came back, and all of a sudden, everybody was doing that broom step, and they were calling it the broom step as it was traditional. But of course, it wasn't, and it was just because uh, like people took a little something and spread it and uh, all of a sudden it was uh, traditional. So already like uh, step dancing in Quebec, I feel like um, it has always been uh, contested or challenged by other influences. Uh, the tap dance was really close by, the Ottawa Valley was close, the um, Acadian Way also was it was very, really close. So um, we we are a blend as, as Quebecers and as... Um, as uh, uh, like the whole thing, American, but um, uh, already uh, it's it's a contested uh, way of uh, evolving. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's the nature of art. Totally. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. fluid, and, and it's, it should be fluid. It's meant to be fluid. Exactly, and it's so great to see new creations that are really um, challenging the limits of mm -hmm. step dancing and always pushing it further, further away. 
I feel personally that it's the, the best way to make something alive, mm -hmm. just to make sure that it's always challenged and it's evolving. Yeah, and, and that's that's really the core principle of, of Rejigged. We we, we, we we take tradition and we uh, we, we, we say that we're, we're looking to create, we're trying to create and encourage tomorrow's traditions yeah. by taking what is currently traditional and seeing where it goes, see where you can push it, see where you can take it, mm -hmm. and seeing what happens when you go there. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the way I feel. I when I dance, when I I go to improv, I um, I feel like my body gathered so much uh, influences, like uh, of course of step dancing. But um, uh, as the music goes, I just let my body express itself. And sometimes, oops, there's some uh, some flat footing coming out, and there's some uh, oops, uh, Cajun steps, or sometimes, hey, I didn't know uh, that was a step, but it, it came out of my body. So somehow the traditional all the traditions uh, blend in, in in one's body or one's uh, universe, and phew, it's nice to see it uh, just express itself and uh, and evolve like that. Yes, yes, yes. For uh, for those who are not uh, from, uh, Canadian. Uh, could you explain the term Acadian? Oh yeah, yeah. Acadian. Um, Acadian back in the days were some uh, one of the first uh, European European settlers that uh, came over in um, in Quebec, in uh, in Canada. So uh, they landed here in here. Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Yeah, and um, they uh, they. Grew the, the population grew over here with um, in peace with the natives, also trying to just uh, uh, discover that uh, the beautiful, fertile new world. All of a sudden, the English came over, and uh, that French-speaking population was somehow troublesome because they knew that they wanted to uh, to kick out the the, the, the French from um, from Quebec. <laughs> So they, uh, they took the, the Acadian and uh, spread them all over. Mm -hmm. And the Acadians went to Louisiana and became Cajuns. Exactly. And uh, the, uh, uh, some, some Acadians came over in, um, in Quebec, uh, PEI, yes. uh, New Brunswick a lot. Mm. So yeah, my, uh, my father comes from a lineage of, um, of Acadian. Mm -hmm. So that's... Arsenault, where well, yes, come from. Yes, because yes. I'm, I'm from New Brunswick and uh, I grew up around Arsenault's. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you, uh, your father, was he from New Brunswick? Or he is yeah, a, yeah. yeah. I, my grandfather worked a lot in, uh, in Bathurst. Okay. Close to Bathurst. Yes, of yeah. course. That would make perfect sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, Satil, is where you were, were born, raised. Satil shaped you. How do, how does how, how does Satil inform continue to inform mm. your evolution as a dancer? Yeah, I feel like um, when you're young, you don't realize how much uh, the um, your city shapes you. You're just uh, growing in that in that fish tank. <laughs> so um, as I as I traveled, as I moved, as I uh, because right now I'm living in Montreal, but um, I go back to Sicily quite often just to see my parents, to see uh, my old friends out there. And um, for sure, it, it changed me a lot because it's by the sea. It's by the, the, um, 
the forest. It's by uh, it's it's salty. It's it's a it's a rude environment. Um, it's not as uh, as cute as Gaspésie could be. It's it's really rugged, uh, and it's it's so far also because uh, as I was saying, it's so it's almost like an island. It's uh, twelve hours away from from Montreal. So anytime I have to drive back there, it feels like a like a time travel, a weird time travel. It's uh, I take the car and uh, all of a sudden I see old uh, landscapes that evolved and uh, as I, I get closer and closer um, I, I see myself becoming the, the the reflection of that little guy I was back then and uh, I could see myself uh, back to high school by to back to elementary school and yeah I, um, I, I come back to that to, to that city with a different perspective every every time. And uh, even if I um, if I've been touring across the world, if I've been uh, uh, came back from Europe or I came back from from wherever, and then going back to that small city, all of a sudden, it really um, is a mixed feeling inside, and uh, that inspired me. In fact, my um, my last piece, which is called Redevenir, or in uh, in English, like to re-become or become again. So it's um, yeah, this this long road really inspired me to uh, to come back to my roots. And as I was saying before, the all those those dance uh, styles that mix inside me, um, it's all my experience that is always brought back to Sicil through that that long road. So every time I, well, I, I wanted to do a show that would give me the freedom to express myself how I am right now. Like, and, and hopefully this show could still be actual even in, um, in 10 years. So, and it would evolve at the same time as me. So um, I, uh, I was wondering how to bring the, the landscape and, uh, and this road with me on stage to... Um, to really uh, let that uh, inspire me every every time, and since half of my life is also uh, being a videographer, I took a lot of uh, landscape uh, landscape pictures, like landscape videos, and through projection, I, I bring them back on the stage with me, and I let myself improvise this whole show, and it's it's great to just. Just jump, leap, uh, leap of faith in there, um, and to to try to put myself back into this feeling of of uh, of this long road ahead of me, that is bringing me back to a place I know, but uh, that I'm open to rediscover. Mm-hmm. And improvising as you go along. Improvising and yeah, somehow living, yes. living the moment living every the moment. Uh, yes. every show. And uh, we'll be privileged to see an excerpt. Tell me about uh, your other project. You mentioned your videographer as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell me about the other projects you have and where you see 
your your uh, your journey going over the next uh, short while? Yeah, well, I'm um, since I'm I am such a diverse uh, dancer, and I feel to uh, to become a, a professional dancer. Uh, at least in Montreal, you have two choices: either to super specialize in one thing or to open up yourself to a lot of different styles. I took the, the second way. Uh, so I have danced with a lot of different people. And uh, I, I'm in fact uh, in Halifax because I did a show just yesterday about um, the Quebec Bridge disaster that happened roughly 100 years ago uh, that killed uh, 67 uh, guys. And out of those 67, or 76, I think it's 76. Um, uh, so out of those uh, 76 people that died, uh, 33 were Mohawk iron, iron workers. So I've, um, I've worked a lot with uh, Barbara Daibo, that is the choreographer on this show. Um, so that's one thing that, uh, it, it's a beautiful show and I'm, I'm really happy to be part of it. And... <laughs> But um, I'm also right now uh, working a lot with uh, Sarah Bronsal, that happens to be my, uh, my girlfriend. And uh, she's, uh, she had a show that's called Ebb. And it's a show about, um, it's the meeting point between uh, five robots accordions. And oh, I've seen it. I've seen that. Five robot accordions yes. and her as a flamenco dancer. And all of this is about... Um, the, the the communal the, the 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 breath experience because all those machines are huge lungs and um, and she's also breathing uh, and and there's a bit also about the the tides uh, the the receding tides the way it it leaves everything open and reveal everything um, so she uh, she's aiming to to show the the the, the intimacy of a flamenco dancer. So anyway, I uh, took over this uh, the, the role in um, in this piece, and it's uh, it's awesome, and it's really out of my comfort zone because I have to do a lot of programming in there. Um, but I've always done a lot of stuff around um, performing, so I've been touring a lot and uh, always close to, always eager to help. So I I've learned a lot about all the technical side also. Um, so that's why also like Redevenir is so, uh, so nice because it's, it's taking uh, many sides of my life and putting them together. So the videographer and the technician to install myself uh, everywhere and, uh, and the step dancer. And also like I've, um, I haven't composed the music for the, the show, but I, I'm the one that uh, put it together. All this, uh, all the music comes from Cédric Dain Lavoie, an awesome, uh, awesome composer, and uh, I'm really happy I uh, I can uh, dance on his music. But anyway, uh, you were asking about the future of uh, my, uh, my future. yeah, for of my profession. Um, in fact, uh, right after rejig this year, I'm gonna have uh, a nice residency in the Marsoui at uh, Salon 58. Uh, so I have uh, two beautiful weeks to explore and to uh, I, I want to push forward into that um, dancing and videographer experience. 
So uh, I've been a lot behind the camera. I've been a lot in front of the camera. But yeah, now uh, I want to know what it is to be doing both at the same time. I don't know if it's going to be uh, too shaky. I don't know. I'll have to uh, to come back to you. Uh, I'm just jumping in there, not knowing really what, what's going to happen. But I want to research that. I did want to ask about languages and you know when you I don't know if at what point you became bilingual or if it was something you were brought up with but and what language do you what language do you dance in that's a nice question uh, I feel like um uh, recently I had the pleasure to to do a, a project in English most of my time uh, most of the time I'm I'm dancing in French uh, but um I spent uh, a year uh, away in Sweden and I was dancing in Swedish all of a sudden out there. Uh, I did capoeira out there, so it was Swedish and Brazilian or uh, Portuguese. Um, but anytime you, you dance, somehow you, you, you just speak that language. And uh, if uh, uh, I feel like all the dances are languages. So... Uh, as I was brought up to folk dances, uh, international folk dancing, um, in, in a show you could speak so many different uh, languages and dance so many uh, dances. So all, already uh, my, my training started with so many languages already. Um, so I can't say that I'm, I, I dance in French or in English, but, um, but yeah, I, I dance in, in very varied language. So even during a, a jam session, I feel like I can challenge myself to try to speak a different language uh, during a dance, during a, during a little session. So sometimes I, I just challenge myself to, oh, okay, I'm going to switch style here and I'm going to try to even have a, a dialogue by myself mm. during the dance. So you, you dance and dance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I speak and dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So... Uh, one last question. Why do you dance? Why do I dance? Um, I think back in the days I was dancing uh, because, because of people. Because uh, it's, I don't know any, uh, any better way to, uh, to meet people and to share uh, something great with people. Um, I wouldn't dance all by myself alone. Like... Uh, through pandemic, I it wasn't the same thing. Uh, uh, it's really about yeah meeting people and uh, as I started, it was uh, it was a social group for sure. Just um, dancing with some really good friends and having friends through dance, and it keeps being that. Like, uh, that's why it's so great to to have jam sessions because you you, you meet people on a completely different. Uh, a different level and you can uh, share that moment just through speaking uh, you know, yeah that's that's why I dance well, Olivia this has been remarkable thank you so very much thank you Elizabeth thank you Christine <laughs> joining us and welcoming us into your headphones. 
If you liked this episode, please give it a five-star rating on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And since word-of-mouth advertising is the best way for us to make new friends, tell all your friends about Between the Jigs. I'd like to thank the Rejigged Festival, an annual festival in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, that celebrates new directions in Celtic music, dance, and song. For more information about Rejigged Festival and the work we do and the concerts we present, including our upcoming concert on October 23, 2021, which features Olivier Arsenault and the trium Jantecorum, visit our website at rejiggedfestival.com. Talisk is the name of the band that kindly let us use their tune Echo as our theme music. You can find out more about them on their website, talisk.co.uk. Thanks, Talisk. Jean Decorum is the band who supplied our incidental music. You can see them live at Rejigged Festival's Gala Concert on October 23, 2021. And at the moment, I think we still have a few tickets left. This concert will be recorded and available to view and review on our website, in case you're listening to this episode, but you've already missed the live performance. Mark Bashinsky is our sound engineer. Thank you, Mark. And thank you, too, go to Mayagut, to the Emigrant Support Program of the Department of Foreign Affairs of the Government of Ireland. So that's bye for now from me. Christine Donnelly-Mone, and thanks again for tuning in. Stay tuned for Episode 5, an interview with author Ronan O'Driscoll.